Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast, where we discuss and reflect on faith and philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social issues. We want to engage ideas on what it means to be a free human being in the pursuit of human flourishing. For more information, visit our website, philipfletcher.org. And now, the Humanity Matters Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Philip Fletcher. Man, election 2020 is pretty much over, pending some court battles, but we'll jump into that. We're going to talk about spirit of the age and then delve into some freedom of association and how voluntary association, uh, the power of that can turn into action. So, hey, connect with me, my Facebook page, Dr. Philip Fletcher. Connect with me on my website, philipfletcher.org. Hit me up on Twitter, at Phil Fletcher. Also, you can find me on the IG. Just put in that name, Dr. Philip Fletcher. Put up some great pictures. Talk about some of my hobbies. I like to collect comic books, build Legos, those kind of things. See pictures of the fam. Some inspirational motivational type things on the IG. Also, subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening to it, do me a favor, subscribe, whether you're on uh, iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or wherever you get your podcast content. I would appreciate the subscription. I would appreciate a share and a review. It's always helpful. Try to keep these under 30 minutes. Try to think about a person who is Working out on a treadmill, elliptical, you know, five minutes warm up, 20 minutes work, five minutes cool down. Try to keep these 30 minutes. So finally, go over to YouTube. You can find me as well, Philip Fletcher. You see the Humanity Matters logo. Great content up there as well. And then on Sundays, got the Humanity Matters weekly in-depth video on Facebook Live. So look forward to seeing you. Support the podcast on Anchor, as well as PayPal, just PayPal. Hey, $5, pfletcher73 at gmail.com. Helps me uh, provide new content, get good equipment so that you can hear me. Hey, quote of the day comes from uh, my book I just released here in 2020, Created in Freedom, Poverty, and Economics. It's from the last chapter dealing with... 330 million visions and our right, the most difficult vision we have before us is a world in which people can determine for themselves a life with minimal obstacles and experiences of oppression, a difficult vision of individuals using freedom to align with the desires of the heart while not crushing the freedom and desires of others. So that's from my book, Created in Freedom, Poverty and Economics. Hey, go to my website, philipfletcher.org, hit the content tab. You can see it, purchase it. I appreciate all those who have purchased the book. I hit a hundred sold, over a hundred sold actually, and just a real blessing and be looking for that second of this three volume set coming out in 2021 as we look at the dignity of 
work. So the election. So it is projected that Joseph Biden will be the 46th president of the United States, along with Kamala Harris, who will be the first woman uh, of the United States, vice president. So that would be pretty significant pending the current president, President Donald J. Trump. He is leveling court action, throwing all types of accusations in his press conferences and on Twitter as usual. So that should be interesting to see if this holds up. Now, this happened, something like this before, Gore Bush, Bush the son, and, you know, Gore was declared the winner. And then in December, the Supreme Court declared that George Bush was the winner. And so we went into that new year with George Bush being the president of the United States. So, you know, everybody is out celebrating out in the streets, waving flags and, you know, it's freedom and democracy has been protected and fascism has been beaten back. And, you know, Donald Trump, you have been fired. So got to wait, see, you know, some states are still counting ballots and all that kind of good stuff. And so if it pans out, congratulations, Joe Biden. Congratulations, Mrs. Harris. If it doesn't pan out. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And so, you know, I was in the gym and I was watching the demonstration, not the demonstrations, the celebrations happen. And it was just curious to me because all this year, you know, you've heard, you know, the condition of America. America is just inherently racist and uh, it's doom and gloom, um, you know, protest and riots and things like that. In some cases, you would see the American flag uh, defecated on, burned, pissed on, excuse my language. But then now all of a sudden, you know, see something completely different. I mean, what does that mean? What does that mean? Did it all stop? Did it all go away? Has justice and equity arrived because a new president possibly is coming in? I say possibly because depending on these court cases. So what is important is that we remember two things. One, stop putting all of our faith, hopes, and dreams and chips in the hands of one office, meaning the office of the president. So it really doesn't matter who's in office, whether it's President Donald Trump or uh, the presumptive president for 2021, Joseph Biden. Uh, the day-to-day work continues with everyday people like you and me. We have to continue to look out for one another. We have to continue to to check in on our neighbors and see how they are doing and seeing how we can help one another, especially in this difficult time. We can still be charitable, whether that's through uh, your center of worship, whatever that is, your civic organization, or maybe your business, or you as an individual or your family choosing to help out somebody. The day-to-day work, uh, we don't have to wait on Washington, D.C. We don't have to wait on our state capitals or our uh, 
local city governments. It's work that everyday citizens can be doing now. And I'll talk about more of that when we talk about the power of voluntary association and action. You know, this election has shown once again that it is important that we, one, pay attention to ideas, prosecute ideas, not necessarily people, but hear the ideas that are offered by candidates or their what is called surrogates and really interrogate those ideas. Because the question becomes, how familiar are you with the proposed policies and plans of the presumptive president of the United States, Joseph Biden? Equally, how familiar are you with the current president's plans? Have you interrogated them? Have you understood them? Have you gone to the congressional website and look at the bills? Have you interrogated the ideas and then the proposed policies and plans that come out of those ideas? And when you prosecute those ideas, what conclusions do you arrive at? Do those keep you in a particular camp or do those place you outside a particular ideological camp? That's the hard work. That's the hard work of being objective uh, from a Christian standpoint. That's the hard work of being prophetic, right? That you can look at what is being said, what is being proposed, and ask yourself, what does this mean? What's going to be the cost of this? What are the hard facts? What are the trade-offs? And then most importantly, how does this impact the human being, his or her dignity and worth? So when we get back, after hearing a word from our sponsor, we're going to look at the spirit of the age, us versus them. Something that we can learn from the movie Batman v Superman, the Dawn of Justice. Hey, be right back. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Dr. Philip Fletcher with the Humanity Matters podcast. Welcome back as we discuss and reflect on faith and philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social issues. We want to engage ideas. Ideas. We want to engage ideas. And when you engage ideas, and you come to conclusions that put you outside a particular ideological camp, right? You can fall into a experience of us versus them. So Batman v Superman, superhero, fanatic, love comic books, movies. I love the idea of the hero. And in Batman v Superman, which was the follow-up to uh, Superman Man of Steel, what we see is an older Batman, Bruce Wayne, who uh, sees Superman as a threat. And this is coming on the heels of the battle in Metropolis between Superman and Zod. If you haven't seen it, go watch Man of Steel. Um, And so the movie opens from Bruce Wayne's perspective of that battle. And uh, one of his buildings gets destroyed. One of his workers in there, uh, he loses a lot of employees. 
Um, and so Batman sees Superman as a threat and going against the advice of that wise father figure, Butler Alfred, Batman goes on a mission to essentially kill Superman, right? So he uh, finds out that Lex Luthor has obtained kryptonite. Batman takes the kryptonite and eventually, through a series of events, Lex Luthor sets up this battle between Batman and Superman. Uh, Eventually, you know, through the yelling of a shared motherly name of Martha, Bruce Wayne's mother's name was Martha and Clark Kent's mother's name is Martha, right? Uh, They end up joining forces along with Wonder Woman, Dawn of Justice, and they fight and defeat Doomsday, but Superman loses his life, but then he comes back in Justice League, right? So needless to say, though, the us versus them is Batman has one vision of the world. Superman has another vision. And Batman does not understand Superman. He just sees him as a threat. And then he proceeds on a course of action to remove that threat. Batman wants purity. Batman wants to remove the stain as he understands it because of what he has seen. Mm. So the spirit of the age, we have this us versus them that is growing and growing and growing. Uh, Reflecting on the election, there's been some studies that have looked at the voting patterns and it was like a 49, 48, red, blue, right? Us versus them. Even this year, there's been all types of ideological type things happening where an us versus them has been occurring. Those that take a particular way of addressing COVID versus those who take another way of addressing COVID. Those who see a particular uh, political candidate one way versus another. And then because you support one particular candidate, uh, because that candidate has been cast in a particular light in the near term, uh, Biden being a socialist, Trump being a fascist, racist, a bigot, a misogynist, right? Uh, Biden being a socialist, a pedophile, you know, issues with his son. And so if you show any type of support for one of those candidates, then you are guilty by association. And so I've read many places, you know, 48% of Americans are racist, right? Like, what? (laughs) You know, 48, 49% of Americans are socialists. Like, what? You know, again, that's that uh, lazy thinking, as I call it, because people are not taking the time to, again, sit down with an individual and then do that prosecution of the idea, hearing the person out, hearing what it is that they believe, why they believe it, what are the hard facts to back up what they believe. But That takes too much hard work. And so ideological purity is becoming a bigger and bigger thing. Political purity is becoming a bigger and bigger thing. It's the identification and then the exclusion of a person because they do not share your 
vision of the world. Remember how I opened up? 330 million different visions. Everybody has got their vision of America. Now, people can, you know, take bits and pieces and they can coalesce, right? But if you are within that group and then you choose to look at life just a little bit differently, you're not towing the line, you're not walking lockstep, then what can happen is those who belong to the group can look at you as someone who is the other and will then proceed to have you come back in line which is typically through some type of shame or what is now called cancel you simply move you out of the group other you and label you in some pejorative way because it's a lot easier to alienate and exclude somebody than to do the hard work of sitting down with him and her and hear their ideas. Just hear their ideas, right? Now, obviously, when those ideas tend towards the diminishment or the ending of a person or a group's life or the taking of a person's property and things like that, then those are ideas that end up that need to, you know, like, hey, that's against the law. The implementation of those ideas cannot be tolerated. Now, you can have those ideas, all right, because it's America. Freedom of thought, freedom of speech, freedom of expression, right? Uh, the government can't come in and be like, hey, no, right? I got it. Can't yell fire. I understand that. But yelling fire is because it may cause a situation in which somebody could lose their life. So this us versus them is the spirit of the age, the, the zeitgeist. It is uh, Batman, Superman going on. It is, uh, you know, the X-Men versus Magneto's mutants. OK, it is, uh, again, black, white, American, non-American, right? Red, blue. In fact, even... This Saturday, as I'm recording this, outside of Washington, D.C., all right, I saw this on Twitter, Twitter handle uh, Andy NGO. You can look it up, all right? And outside the White House, you have this clash between Black Lives Matter and Biden supporters, all right? Now, think about that. Black Lives Matter and Biden supporters. And in the video, the transcript of uh, this gentleman who has a megaphone, he is saying this, and I quote, for all of you effing journalists, for all of you white liberals who have been celebrating, getting drunk off of your asses about Biden winning this election, you are all a bunch of effing fools. All right. And this is Black Lives Matter uh, group. Um, they are clashing with an Antifa group, all right, as they're trying to get into <laughs> a Biden party at the White House. Like, now it's turning on itself. And so now you have the group that was talking about, you know, this is everybody's America. And 
um, you know, minorities and the marginalized need to be represented and we need to do something to address police violence as it is related to black men and women, right? Those who share that same ideology and who more than likely supported putting the presumptive president in office are now turning in on one another. The us versus them is happening. Hey, this is Dr. Philip Fletcher with the Humanity Matters Podcast. Hey, send me an email, humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Like my Facebook page, Dr. Philip Fletcher. Check out my website, philipfletcher.org. Actually, even when you go on my website, there'll be a screen that pops up. Put in your information. I'll send out a monthly email. I'd love to connect with you that way too. So where, where can we go from here? Like I said, we don't need to wait on politicians, government officials to help one another. There's power in voluntary association and action. So what that means is wherever you live, whatever neighborhood that you're in or city that you're in, if you see a specific problem, you have some level of skill, ability, intellect to address that problem. Now, you may be able to completely solve that problem, but if not, you have the skill, you have some level of intellect, you have some level of ability to address that problem. And if it's outside of your capacity, then you go to another individual, right? Your neighbor, coworker, somebody you worship with, somebody you may know in the city. You communicate to them, hey, I see this problem. Can you help me in some way? Here is the problem. How can you help me? And so through persuasion, you begin to build a team in order to address this specific problem that is near to all of you. So it's important then to then also in the context of this problem, understand the place, right? And the people. You understand your place better than I do, wherever you're at. I mean, if you're here in Conway, Arkansas, I have an understanding of the place. If you are in uh, Dallas, Texas, you have an understanding of your place. And so having an understanding of your place helps you then to understand how to approach the problem. But not only that, it's having an understanding of the people who are in that place who are impacted by that problem. And so it's important to understand the people, but then also reach out to those people who are directly impacted. Because that leads us to two things, right? One is solidarity. You're able to identify with your neighbor, say, hey, how we can address this together. And then the subsidiarity, all right, this is the other turn I want you to 
to remember is that it gives us the opportunity to handle the problem at the lowest level possible. So the first entity that we need to go to is the people, yourself, your neighbors. Hey, let's do this. The last entity that you need to go to, if you need to go to, is government. Just some helpful things. But this is the power of voluntary association and action. When people voluntarily come together because they've identified a problem, they understand what they can bring to the table. They recognize how they are related to one another because they live in a shared place, right? They have a common understanding because they're the people that live there. And then they say, hey, we are going to do this. And if it exceeds your capacity, then you bring in maybe a business, maybe a school, right? Maybe a couple of businesses. Then maybe, then you go to your city government. Maybe then you go to your county government, depending on if it's outside of your capacity. Just some things to consider. Hey, appreciate y'all joining me tonight. Humanity Matters podcast. We've got a long road ahead for 2020, the rest of this year, but also 2021. I believe good things of us. So keep praying for everybody in this election cycle as it continues to pan out, right? For all these individuals who, you know, demonstrated courage to throw their hat in the ring. Much respect to them, right? But you got to have a winner and a loser. Let's work hard to diminish as much as the us versus them as possible. If we're going to have an us versus them, let's have it on the basketball court. Let's have it in a bowling team. Let's have it as we're playing a video game. Let's have it when we're playing Catan or um, some card game, Spades. Let's have us versus them on that level. Remember the power of voluntary association and action. We can do so much right now and we don't need to wait on people in office. You know better how to address your problem than some person that is far off or some group that is far off who has the only understanding they have of you is a number, not a face, not a human experience. So, hey, check out my organization's coho58.org. That's my nonprofit that you can voluntarily associate with. Check out hopevillagecoho.org as well. Also replicate. That's our initiative to help start nonprofits to help low-income communities and persons that want to serve low-income people in low-income areas. For more information, visit my website, philipfletcher.org. Hey, be loved, be kind, be generous. If we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. Y'all take care and God bless. Thank you for joining us at the Humanity Matters Podcast. For more information, visit our website, philipfletcher.org. Like us on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Remember to be loved. Be kind, be generous, and if we remember to live in hope, 
we can do the impossible.